0: Hi, I'm Will Betts. And I'm Chris Barker, and this is the Tech My Forever Studio podcast. In this podcast, we speak with producers, DJs, audio engineers, and industry figureheads about their fantasy creative space, their forever studio.
1: Yes, this studio must be built within the confines of our totally made-up rules, and it's one that they'll have
0: to live with forever. Will, explain the rules. Okay, our guests can select a computer, a DAW, and an audio interface first, and as an act of kindness, those are freebies because every studio needs them. But then our guests can only choose six pieces of studio gear and one luxury item. Are there any other rules that our guests and listeners should know about? Well, you mean. No bundles! That's
1: right, no bundles! Today, dialing in to build his forever studio is DJ and producer Matt Zo. In 2013, Matt's debut album Damage Control was released to critical acclaim and a Matt a Grammy nomination. Known for producing a variety of styles, Matt is comfortable producing gritty DB, dubstep, as he is making Big Room EDM and Progressive House something that is also reflected in his own genreless less label. But will the limits of his Forever Studio make this genre-agnostic approach to production impossible?
0: Well, let's see. Yes, indeed. Let's unshackle ourselves from reality and find out. This is Music Tech's My Forever Studio with Matt Zo.
2: Welcome, Matt. Yeah,
0: thank you for having me.
2: Well,
1: thanks for joining us. Three different time zones again. We're rocking it. Pandemic podcasting, that's what we do. <laughs> I'm used to this. <laughs> it's perfect. As you heard there I mean you 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 you've, we've got some limits I mean we're looking at Matt now via um via a well-known online uh, conferencing platform and um, and we can see that he already has lots of equipment in his studio so this I, I feel it this could potentially be quite challenging for you um <laughs> it is a bit yeah but, but let's start um let's start with where you would put this fantasy forever studio in the world uh as as we discussed before we started recording you're a well-traveled mm-hmm. chap Uh, and have lived in many places and moved a lot. So um,
2: where would you put your Forever Studio
1: if you could be anywhere in the world? That's a good
2: question. Um, I would probably put it somewhere rural. I don't think I would choose a city. I think it would be somewhere, you know, like upstate Washington state or um, maybe somewhere in the desert. (laughs) I like the idea of having a really remote studio, yeah.
1: So you're going for the U.S. then? Definitely in the U.S. because you've lived in the U.K. as well? And...
2: Yeah, I think, I think I'd think i stay within my comfort zone of living in the U.S. <laughs> okay.
1: For sure. So somewhere rural. Are we thinking like woods rural or like you say, desert rural? rural?
2: Yeah, exactly. One of the two, for sure. Mount- mountains, yeah. Are you going to have to pick one, Matt? Uh, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> all right. If I have to make a decision, I guess I'll say, um, yeah, like... Uh, forest in somewhere, somewhere in Washington state okay. forest yeah so like a, yeah, okay.
1: okay and are we, are we are we talking like a cabin kind of situation here or uh, I,
2: I would want to... Pr- uh, a pretty big studio with a live room and everything so okay. <laughs> i don't know if we're talking about cabin but are we talking like on a cliff um sort of underpinned
0: modernist style
2: actually it, it might be cool if it looked like a cabin on the outside but on the inside it was a super modern high-tech facility here we go here we go it started
1: like, you started off yeah. <laughs> a bit shy to be wanting too much and now the shopping list is starting yeah, yeah. to get there yeah good well
2: you, yeah you you just uh
1: are the we've got we've got that situation and i guess what the vibe like you said the modern old on the outside modern on the inside so i mean we can see into your studio there you're not going for the whole you know edm spaceship studio though you've gotten no. a bit more chill would that be yeah in the forever studio as well the same kind of vibe
2: definitely um yeah i i always like working in a not so clean pristine environment i need to have a bit of mess and um yeah toys lying around (laughs) yeah
0: to inspire you know so where you are right now are you finding are you working with other people in your studio and would you be bringing other people into the forever studio what are you thinking yeah um
2: yeah recently i've been doing a lot more collaborations like i just got a drum kit a few months ago so i've had drummers here doing drum takes and yeah it would definitely. Does be that cool.
0: explain the hundred mic stand? Behind <laughs> yes, you as well.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah. So then we've got we've got the location sorted. We've got the vibe. Um, I guess the first thing is the computer, Mac or PC?
2: Definitely PC. I've always been a PC guy. That's that's a, a rare choice on the podcast, which uh,
1: yeah is good. Tell tell us about why why PC then? I, mean, I don't
2: know. It's just what I'm used to. I mean, if I started on on Macs, I would probably be using Mac still. But um, yeah, I like I like the workability of a pc it's it's more of a workhorse to me than a mac Macs to me are media machines because i always use them as just you know an entertainment device (laughs) so so it's because you like to like literally upgrade
1: and 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 modify yeah windows machines and pcs as well is it the modular capability of them
2: yeah exactly i like the modular capability and i like and i prefer the business ethics of microsoft i think over (laughs) apple as well Ah,
1: so. see that, that that's again something else that not many people consider that's interesting yeah so we've got an, an, an ethical pc running this in forever studio and um <laughs> are, you, are you running like dsp cards and that kind of thing in pcs that's why you've got that or
2: um well
0: no i don't have anything within the pc i have an apollo um, for dsp and before we get to before we get to that um on the pc you're allowed any pc ever so what, how, what kind of spec are we talking? How beefed up is this thing going to be?
2: You know, right now I've got 128 gigs of RAM and a pr- pretty beefy uh, um, CPU. And I, I don't know if I, I really like the setup that I have right now. I don't know um, how much I'd change it, to be honest you're not um, going to twist you're going to stick i'm going to stick with the one i have actually yeah okay stick with familiar
1: fine fine do you ever do you ever hit like cpu issues and, and track count problems on this machine
0: uh if i have a really crazy project yeah <laughs> but um yeah how crazy do these projects get then if you're are you, do you ever max out your 128 gigabytes of ram because that would that would be a very crazy project oh
2: <laughs> yeah very very rarely um yeah, only when there's, like, really crazy sound design stuff happening within the actual project, which is rare for me. I I like doing things separated anyway. So. We've got two more free items, which is your DAW
1: of choice and your audio interface of choice for your Forever Studio. I mean, t- tell us about your DAW choice. I mean, has it ever changed over the years? And, and what's the, it going to be in the Forever Studio? Yeah,
2: well, I started on Logic when it was for PC. <laughs> so that gives you an idea. Cut. Um and then I moved to Fruity Loops, and now I'm on Ableton. And I don't think I'd switch from Ableton, honestly. Um, I like the quick workflow of Ableton. Um, it might not be the most like professional DAW for tracking, but um, I find ways around it. And yeah, I, I think uh, the speed of it really makes up for everything that uh, it lacks.
0: When you say the speed of it, what do you mean exactly?
2: Like, just being able to drag a loop in and it's automatically, like, um, you can easily warp it to the tempo and, yeah, just the, there's certain workflow things like um, the audio effect rack in Ableton, being able to um, do parallel uh, processing within one channel without having to root it out to another channel. And it's, yeah.
0: It just saves me so much time. And is that something you're doing a lot then in your productions man? Oh, yeah. Tons.
2: I Yeah. Every single project I'm using that feature. Wow, that's, all right.
1: The audio interface is the next free item.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry if the first half of this interview is boring because I think I would still go for the same one that I have. I've got a USB <laughs> MIDI. Fan. Yeah. You, you've
1: already peaked. You've already peaked in, in your career. I mean, you've got all the yeah. stuff you need. Uh, You sure we can't upsell
2: Upsell some of your dreams? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe I would get a really nice ADDA converter a Lynx or something. Okay. So, yeah, but I I like the, uh, digi. Was it USB MIDI digi face? I just got it. I forgot what it's called. It's got the, it's the one with like four ADAT ins and outs and it's, you just plug other interfaces into oh, that's it. cool. Is that the RME DigiFace? Yeah, the RME DigiFace, that's the one.
1: Yeah. RME is a popular choice on the podcast, uh,
0: robust, reliable. Yep. But no mic ins, no mic ins on the DigiFace. So, how are you going to
2: Well, it's it it works with my existing setup because I originally had the um Focusrite Eighty Nine Twenty, and I bought a few other um, adat compatible interfaces to be able to plug into it so it's sort of like a, a modular scattered design but actually yeah i'd probably go for a lynx adda if i um if i had the money for that <laughs> yes dream up
1: sold is that the single interface the lynx doesn't have presenting either does it so it's just straight conversion no
2: that would bring me on to one of my gear choices <laughs> ah okay
1: well, here we go. Uh-huh. Here we go. So so we, we're going with the links in the Forever Studio, and then uh, we're moving on to item number one. These are not free. You get six of these. Yeah. Okay.
2: So it, th- is a console included in one of these items? Because <laughs> that's where... Console console is one item. That's fine. Okay. Well, then I would definitely have a SSL of some sort, an E or a G series. Going vintage. Um, so not a duality going... No, yeah. You know, yeah. I haven't actually played around on one of those in real
0: life, so I'd have to do a few. <laughs> um, we need a choice, Matt. It's, uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Pick one. What's it going to be? E or G? G, G. G I, I would have gone go for, for the G. Yeah. And how yeah, big? Yeah. How big are we talking? Do you need to have like 96 channels?
2: Oh, uh, no, I, no. No, no. I, I'd only need like 16, I think. Yeah, not, nothing too crazy. But you've only got sixteen inputs, so that makes sense. That's a very, that's a very
1: boutique G series, isn't it? A sixteen-channel G series. If there's any of those floating around in real
2: life, they—that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Thirty-two. If I can't find
0: a small nice. one, nice. But oh, you make do with a thirty-two. So it's very sort of noble of you <laughs> yeah. to take that bullet. Well, you're giving me free
2: yep. reign here. So up
1: your dreams, <laughs> do whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, and um, why SSL though? Um, you know, you said you've you've not used the G and or the E, but have you used SSL? You like the sound of SSL?
2: Um, yeah i I think it's more oriented for mixing, which is more my sort of thing. If I if I want for good prees for live recording, I'd probably you know do something outboard. So, yeah, I think it would suit my purposes. Yeah, I mean, and they're not bad
1: pre's, are they? On the on the old G series, it's fine. Right, exactly. But
0: yeah, they're not known <laughs> Look, for. <laughs> pretty great like still yeah
2: being specifically good for recording but they are great for mixing
0: and so you'd be tracking yeah. your drum kit through that and any uh, guest vocalists
2: yeah I'd, uh, as i said i would probably use some outboard pres for like specific things but for mixing okay. like uh, doing um hybrid mixing i think i'd use a ssl yeah
0: and so do you have any sort of control surface right now or are you uh, are you doing everything in the box what's your how does this compare to what you have?
2: Right now, I do all my mixing in the box. Um, I try and do as much recording out of the box in terms of like pre and and stuff, or at least out of my uh, interfaces. <laughs> interfaces, <model. laughs> plural, I like that, it's good. Is that yeah. part of a sort
0: of everything needs to be plugged in at all times mentality, or what? Why do you have so many interfaces?
2: Um, it's. I think it's a case of like, I bought... One interface, and then I wanted like the Apollo for its DSP. So now I have two interfaces that I don't want to get rid of (laughs) because I like them. So, how can I just plug all my interfaces into one? It's just simple, simple out of necessity to have, you know, more pre's, but I didn't want to get rid of my existing gear. (laughs) I I would really enjoy if this episode of the podcast was just six different
1: interfaces that you choose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that That would be a very unique uh, My Forever Studio. (laughs) yeah just I mean, and six interfaces <laughs> uh, yeah and no instruments.
2: <laughs> yep. yeah, no, no instruments yeah yeah no
1: instruments Yeah, um all right then well so we got the ssl item number one what about mm-hmm. item number two what are um, we doing next i think i'd go for a cs80 so. okay i'm just going to put it out there matt you don't have any speakers or headphones at this point as well so oh just
2: oh i i didn't realize that's just a little clue awesome. before you get to item number okay. six and you can't hear anything um <laughs> <laughs> okay in that case again i'm going to be kind of boring and go for the head type 20s oh okay um for speakers because cool. those are the ones that i already have and i think they're amazing for the price they are i think they're the best speakers i've ever heard so again we can't upsell you one on some big
1: massive gigantic monitors you like the head so when did you, the heads are relatively yeah. recent when when did you get them um three years ago yeah okay and and were you on Adams or uh, another type? Yeah, of... I was on
2: Adams before that. And um, just the rocket gates behind me there. Yeah. But yeah, I think the heads are really, really accurate, but also not too fatiguing. And yeah, I just love them. I wouldn't change them for the world. Yeah, I mean,
1: for, for any anybody listening, the, the real lower end of that head range as well, that's really great value, like the, the little five-inch, desktop things they sound amazing for them for the for the cash like really really good um and it was the its the heads of the guy it's
2: the guy that helped design the the sort of tweeter for adam right exactly so i think the tweeters in these sound better than the adams because he's had time to okay. upgrade them and they're made in germany right rather than I think yep.
1: the adams became eventually made in china or or they moved production and uh oh i didn't was, know that but
0: yeah, there was for some of their series, I think for some of the, the
1: more affordable stuff. <laughs> we are not to say, but like there was lots of talk whether that impacted on quality control of the speakers. But, you know, Adam's still a hugely popular choice as well.
2: Yeah, I still have my Adam A7Xs here for reference. So, yeah,
1: I was just going to say that the A7Xs, they're like ubiquitous. They're, yeah. You can see them everywhere. They're kind of like the new NS10, aren't they? Like they, they're they everywhere. I,
2: I was going to say uh, they, are, they are my NS10s. <laughs> they they take the place of that. So
1: we've got the heads yeah. as item number 2 and then
0: before we go on though, can I just ask can we upsell you to the type 30 from the type 20 or are you going to Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I'd, I'd, I'd go, go, go. Up, go up upsell to dreams 30. will. Yeah. Go. Upsell dreams. <laughs> upsell your dreams. Yes. <laughs> there it is. We like this. Type 30. Oh. Great.
1: Item number three. I mean, at the beginning of item number two there, before we we talked speakers, you said CS80.
2: Is that that item number three then, the CS80? Yes, for sure. Um, I think it's definitely one of the best synths ever made, uh, way ahead of its time with its polyphonic aftertouch. And the sounds that you could get out of that are insane. And yeah, there's a reason why it's one of the most expensive synths on the market. So have you have you played
1: one in real life? No, do, do unfortunately... you have one? Do you have any of the CS range? What's
2: I I only have the plugins. <laughs> okay, but um, even with the plugins, it's it sounds amazing. But I just know that if I had a real CS eighty, I would never not use it on every single project that I did. Yeah, and obviously the Forever Studio comes with uh, complete
1: reliability of these items as well. So you know, mm-hmm. one of them in good condition, working is is yeah, like you say, it's a dream, they're a dream to play, and they're kind of crazy mind-blowing so cs80 item number three and uh we, we still only got ableton software wise so i mean as we can see from from you know your studio behind you you do you, you generally do outboard then you're not doing plug-in
2: synths and um no i do a lot of uh in the box stuff i mean that's how i started so that's what i'm comfortable with everything you see behind me besides the ms20 is a pretty new acquisition ms20 i've had for a while just because it's it's a good first synth i think um but yeah like i i've only really started dabbling out of the box in the last two or three years so um okay and is that ms20 the the
1: reissue or is it an original it's one it's a
2: reissue yeah reissue the they're great aren't yeah they, they're, they they're still
1: yeah. sound great so what's that will where where are we at now Item number four
0: we uh we are
2: three in. We've got three left. Three left. Halfway through. Since this is a dream studio and everything's working perfectly, yep. <laughs> I would say Fairchild. Wow. But I, I'm guessing a lot of people say that. Uh, I think we've had it a couple of times, but not not as much. Huh, CSA is, For sure. Right. For that same... Thing. Yeah, that's not um, surprising. Fairchild. Yeah, I definitely go for a Fairchild. Um, it's a just a classic, um, great all-round compressor that... Has a unique character that you couldn't get with a plugin, I think. That's an expensive signal pass, isn't it? (laughs) CSAE, true Fairchild
1: into an SSLG. That's good. Again, you're giving me free reign here, so (laughs) might as well go for gold,
2: right? Yeah, Fairchild, just, it's for the history, I think. Just owning a piece of, uh, it would be like, yeah, having a little museum piece in my studio as well. (laughs) Yeah, nice. I mean,
1: and, you know, for any, I mean, we don't have a mic yet, but oh, yeah. if you do record any drums or whatever, smashing it through that, brilliant.
0: And so, are you, are you using any emulations of Fairchild's at the moment? Are you, does that appear anywhere? Yeah, tell us more. Yeah, I use the UAD one a lot.
1: Uh, okay. So that's that. Is that mm. that's the introduction to the Fairchild for you, or have you have you had one in real life at some point?
2: No, I've never had one in real life. I've I, I watch a lot of YouTube uh, <laughs> comparisons though, and um yeah i and also i think the history of of gear adds to the inspiration of a studio i know it it would sound better but really it's just about you know being inspired um being surrounded by beautiful pieces of equipment is nice (laughs) that totally (laughs) is i think i think like you say with with consoles and stuff there's
1: there's still that kind of value in that centerpiece and it like we we've said this before on another episode, but it's that kind of centerpiece and it feeling like it's professional, it's work, it's you know, it's it's every impression you've had of a recording studio since growing up is that big console and walking in and seeing that and going, we're in a recording studio now, we're going to make music, and weird weirdly, even though it might not be important technically to the process of making music anymore, it's that like you say, it's that vibe and energy of having those things around that make make a difference yeah exactly
2: it's a psychological thing I think
1: well totally I mean looking at your studio behind you it's the same thing it's like all right let's let's go and play on that stuff whereas if they were all plugins buried on the computer it's a different experience to
2: just being able to walk over to stuff exactly yeah I didn't enjoy being in my studio as much when I would just sit down at my desk and you know type away like a a day day job yeah like an office job (laughs) right exactly
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah it doesn't look like you're in an office anymore that's very cool is that some kind of lute as well behind you? Oh, yeah, that's a
2: baglama. It's a very cheap nice. baglama, but it's a Turkish instrument. Um, cool. I love, I love Middle Eastern music, so I try and incorporate that. And do you play? Um, not like... I play guitar, so I can just figure out
1: stuff. That and the magic of uh, multiple takes in Ableton, you can get something good. Right, <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. If you're into music production, you should also check out Music Tech magazine. In this month's issue, we tell the story of Native Instruments' Maschine, tracing it from its origins through to the latest revolutionary standalone version, the Maschine Plus, which requires no computer whatsoever to operate. And we put it through its paces. In our interview section, we sit down with producer Ben Hillier to learn about his work with Blur and Depeche Mode. We talk to Wendy and Lisa, the core of Prince's band The Revolution, about gender equality, gear and scoring for TV, plus we find out why German electronic icon Michael Rother of New is so surprised to be making music. We also give our verdict on a huge array of new products including Isotope RX-8, the Akai MPK Mini Mark III and the Aston Element, a new hybrid mic with a voicing decided by public vote. Beyond that, we have a stack of tutorials for Cubase, FL Studio, Logic, Live, and Studio One. You'll find all that and more in the November 2020 issue of Music Tech Magazine. Subscribe now at musictech.net.
1: So, I'm number five? Sorry, right, I always five. get distracted on this yeah, and no, lose no. My, my chain on this. <laughs> <laughs> will, will, keep, keep, keep I'm me on the, the of list, steady yeah. road of my forever studio.
0: Before we get to number five, can you tell us a little bit more about that about choice number four your fair your child choice what are you using that on when you're when you're making tracks and when you're mixing
2: um well the emulation i use when i'm doing sound design a lot i'll put every all my synths through that and maybe through the um through the studer tape plugin as well just to make it sound a little bit less digital <laughs> and um but yeah i think if i had a real one i'd be using on on recording like yeah definitely running drums through it so when
1: you say sound design for synth, i guess you're using it to control say maybe multiple layers of synth and make them sort of squash together a little bit
2: exactly yeah exactly ah,
1: okay cool cool
0: mm-hmm. cool and are you using it sort of as a color box as well are you kind of trying to get that sort of that vibe from it not necessarily in terms of dynamics but like the tonal mm-hmm. uh things as well
2: exactly little subtle non-linearities
0: okay number five then number five you've got two left matt what the hell are you gonna have now oh
2: well i haven't got a mic yet so let's think i mean i most of the stuff I've been saying it's just off off the top of my head because I I didn't actually realize there was a premise for this call until like a few minutes before. <laughs> That's exactly what we like yeah. though when it's, uh... <laughs> it's Yeah. So ooh for mics, I don't think I'd go for a standard Neumann, you know, U67 or something like that. Um I think I'd go for a Josephson. Hmm. I I I I need to be straight on Google. I don't know this one tell us about this simply based on like watching steve albini rave on about them and how good his recording sound okay um yeah i like i like the idea of having a really modern workhorse mic rather than a classic like neumann Yeah. Mm. so let me see yeah i think you've
1: got en- you've got enough vintage vibes exactly. with the ssl and the fair child 80 exactly. i mean i
0: want
2: something more all-round for a mic
0: so do you know which one you're after is it a large diaphragm condenser you're looking at, or something else? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean,
2: if if I can only choose one mic, yeah. Um, well, you can choose. You've got another item if you want two mics, but maybe maybe there would be two mics then, because I think I would go for like a ribbon mic and a um a large diaphragm
1: condenser. So you got two mics and necess- Well, we'll do the rundown in a minute if you're going to do two mics as your final two items. I mean, this is
0: this is fast and loose. I've I've never I've no. never seen anybody play the game quite like this. So this is <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah how do how do people usually do this? I mean, uh, <laughs> I think
1: I think I think when when what usually happens though, Matt, is uh, we'll run down the entire list once you get to the
2: end, and then you'll change your mind on loads of items. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that we'll probably see. will happen. So I'd probably go for the Josephson C700, the multi-pattern one, because that one it comes with two xlrs that um you can balance Ah. the two and you can get more of a proximity effect or less depending on um, how you blend the two signals so that that would be super useful that's
0: almost like two mics in one isn't it that's very cool exactly that's allowed i mean we've allowed the the sphere before so i I don't think we can that doesn't fall under the bundle (laughs) yeah it's not it's not a bundle it's not a bundle it's It's not as much as it's not (laughs) it's not It's, it's
1: fine it's fine so we're on the last item. Item number six. Is it going to be another mic, or, or I might have to think about this one. So you um, have no software apart from Ableton, just like I don't have a pre in Ableton.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I'd I'd have to get a pre of some sort. Okay, so the the G Series pre is not doing it for you. Well, it's it's good for some things, but if I want something,
0: you know, specific how specific Um, what what are we talking about here
2: like you know a really good vocal pre or Mm. um, you know something like I have an Avalon 737 here and what I'd really like is two of them but I can't have two more (laughs) items can I just one more one more (laughs) more. (laughs) just one more Um, what's that there's a there's the stereo version of the the 747 I would get that loophole (laughs) (laughs) loophole (laughs) I mean you it's no bundles but what what do you what do you classify as a bundle because everything like a console is technically no, that, that, a bundle we put the bundle yeah, rule in
1: place so that people didn't like buy like the massive waves right. whatever bundle and then like have like you know a thousand plugins in one go or, or like the slate bundles those are the bundles that make us angry <laughs> in the my forever studio because right. they're not one item that's a, a lot of items <laughs> yeah. uh and it ruins our ruins our show ultimately so we had to put up well I'll make it easy for you I won't get any I won't get us any of those <laughs> angry. I'll just okay. go for um yeah
2: 747 Avalon 747. but knowing yeah
1: knowing there's uh, st- like stereo mics and stereo pres and things that's that's fine we we had a um, didn't the strongroom guys have a like a a stereo Neve thing that I we
0: hadn't seen before? Like Um, it was I think it was Drew Bang had an eleven seventy eight. Eleven seventy eight. Yes. Yeah, it's a stereo eleven seventy six, yeah. So mm-hmm.
1: yeah. <laughs> Knowledge is one. power on knowing those those little rare bits of kit <laughs> where you get double double for the money.
0: Now, so I'm not seeing a seven four seven here. I'm I'm afraid I'm concerned, ah. Matt, that you've made this up. And you're trying to <laughs> trying Wait, to gain us
2: here. I swear I saw uh, my. I mean, my my lack of knowledge no no no. Really I mean, we've you. got like
0: there's a dual. Looks like there's there must be a stereo version of ah yeah the AD twenty twenty two dual mono pure class A preamplifier. It's like the <laughs> sorry, the, I'm definitely not reading that off the internet. Um, <laughs> Avalon stereo that's two uh,
2: class A channels. I mean. If I have if I have Google, I'm going to use it. Uh, hey, guys, hey guys, hey guys, invent-
1: we've we've got we've got a new preamp to launch. Has anybody got a name for it? Yeah, give me a
2: second. <laughs> they had. I swear, I saw there was a stereo version.
0: Am I? Did I dream about this? I mean, it wouldn't be beyond the realms of. <laughs> it's very uh, possible reality for somebody in this industry to dream about a stereo preamp. I mean, it's <laughs> that is literally upselling your own dreams in your dreams.
1: <laughs> in your dreams.
0: I'm very confused. I swear. Oh uh, yeah, the AD two,
2: two oh, uh, yeah. It's just okay. not called that. You can have it. Wait, there's there's another one. The M five. Yeah, I'd probably get it. M five.
0: Okay,
1: so it's just the Avalon M five. That's actually snappier than the name that you had, Will, before,
2: which was <laughs> the seven four seven. Wasn't that just, just the name that... of a plane? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Stereo <laughs> plane. Um, two else? floors. <laughs>
0: Well, okay, so the Avalon M5. Yeah, I, I mean, I have
2: the seven three seven, and it's just a great all round uh, class A preamp, and I would love to have two of them. And I think the M5 is the closest thing to that. Is the seven three seven? I need to Google, but that's
1: the that's the classic silver thing with the. Mm-hmm. Central sort of yeah, what it's a yep. it's a bit almost in a bit of an industry standard now that 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 Avalon isn't it as a as, yeah as, I
0: see as, it everywhere yeah. now but it's um, got um, a tube preamp and opto compressors in it so um, yeah. are you not going to want something that's a bit more of I a mean, channel strip or you run that into a line input on your SSL and then use all the all that yeah doing? I
2: would I would use yeah other compressors for that I mean the compression on this is is good but it's only good for some things i think um yeah so yeah i would main i i mainly love it for the quality of its preamp sound so yeah i think i would i would like two of them two of them okay (laughs) for my final choice nice
1: okay well will can you run us down what we've got so far and where 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 we are and what the studio looks like, and then we'll move on to the final luxury item, unless um, there are any panic changes when you hear the
0: list. I, st- I feel like there will be, because we don't have... I mean, you right. can't possibly be making all of your yeah. electronic music with just the stock plugins in Ableton, or are you? And and I'm the CS80, <laughs> yep. though. Oh, he's got a CS80. Okay, yeah, I'll take it all back. Yeah. Fine. Do, do the list. Let's
1: picture it. Let's picture it out.
0: We're in the woods in rural Washington state. It's old and rustic on the outside, but pristine and modern on the inside, but with a, a friendly vibe. Uh, the PC, sorry, the computer yeah. is a PC with 128 gigabytes of RAM, presumably uh, cooled with liquid nitrogen or something similar. It's, it's got to be upsold. Um, the, the Ableton, uh, Ableton for your DAW for its parallel processing abilities. Your interface is a Lynx Aurora. And then in the studio, you have your six items are an SSL G series, a 16 channel, Listening back on head type 30 four-way speakers, you have a beautiful, perfectly kept Yamaha CS80, a Fairchild compressor, a 670, I'm going to say, just because you want the stereo, obviously, the Josephson C700 stereo multi-pattern condenser, and an Avalon M5 dual preamp.
2: I think that sounds like a good combination, but you're right. I don't have any plugins. Um,
0: oh, no. Oh, no, Matt. Where are you, what's going to go? <laughs> oh, no. You I, mean, I,
2: can't, I can't have a, a bundle. I have to choose one. I mean, it, can that be my luxury item? I mean, that's not really it's a luxury not. item. Luxury it's, items are non-Studio uh, Gear related. No, we're, we're looking for not. something else. But, like, I, I, uh,
1: I mean, I think that's a pretty solid studio. Though. I mean, the CS80, CS80 and then Ableton resampling
2: potential i think you'd you'd be all right sound design right yeah i think so i think yeah it's got a ring modulator on it it's got um white noise generators yeah i could do most of the sound design that i do in the box with a cs80 i reckon
1: so when you say sound design in the box like let's i mean you haven't got any more items but Mm -hmm. what were you considering if you were gonna if you were gonna get like a soft synth or something for sound design what's what feels like it's missing
2: well, I'd have to get a phase plant, uh instance of phase plant, for sure. Okay.
1: That's my favorite synth. Oh, I couldn't live without okay. phase plant. Well, you're going to have to, unless you're going to
2: swap it out. <laughs> so, Oh, no. <laughs> Am I really going to have to give up the Avalon? Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll, yeah. Get, I'll have to give up. I'll have to switch could... out the Avalon for a phase plant. And just rely on those... It's too boring
1: SSL, too amazing essential. preamps in the G series. <laughs> I'll have, yeah. Tip the yeah. <laughs> so, faceplant, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. So, we, we um, so what is it about faceplant? You... Yeah. When did you start using it and what did you
2: use before that? Like What, what was the change? Um, well, Serum was my go-to before that, which everybody knows. Um, but faceplant's great because it's like Serum, we have all the like FM routing and AM routing but you can have pretty much as many oscillators as you want. Or I think there's a limit to like 100 oscillators or something ridiculous. Um it's yeah, it's like fully modular within the plugin and the variety of sounds you can get out of it is insane. I do all my drum design for instance in Faceplant now. So Oh wow. Yeah,
1: I use it for everything. That's a heady bit of uh... <laughs> Of of programming, like to do all drum sound design. There, okay. That's why he needs the liquid liquid nitrogen in his computer. (laughs) Exactly. True. 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 Uh, for all of those hundred oscillators (laughs) all at the same time. It's it's amazing
2: (laughs) though. Faceplant will it will run all those hundred oscillators and it won't even dent CPU even on a like not so good machine. Like try it out for yourselves. If if anyone's got Faceplant, try
0: and max out your Faceplant. It's really fun. (laughs) <laughs> it's a
2: fun exercise to do.
0: So do you, um, would you have an instance of faceplant then for each drum element? So you have like a faceplant for kicks and for snares and for hats or whatever. I'd have multiple instances
2: uh, for each drum element, um, at least for the kick and snare or clap or whatever. So how are you
0: layering um, those up then? Tell us about oh, your wow. process.
2: So uh, my my general rule is that I'll like keep my transients pretty clean And then um, I'll have more layers for the tail of a drum. Mm -hmm. So I'll use little bits of white noise or uh, an oscillator modulated with white noise with some attack on the beginning to make some room for the transient. And then I'll have just a bunch of different tail layers um, after that, which I can process
1: in crazy ways. And are you you committing these to to audio and then resampling
2: and layering up? Or are are you... like generally running them all live. Sometimes it depends on what I'm making, but um a lot of the time now I'm just doing everything in the project like having all my different drum layers playing as midi basically. Do you, do you ever get kind of like option paralysis
1: where because <laughs> you can constantly tweak and and it's well, all I... like midi and live as such you can be like oh maybe it says a- Yeah, I'm
2: I'm familiar with that, but that's why i do everything else um i try and commit to audio as soon as possible right. like with with the musical elements but with drums i like to have options like and be able to change it later because I, especially for dance music and electronic music i feel like that's really one of the most important aspects of it it's the drum sound yeah i suppose that's the fundamental
1: what yeah Dance music doesn't exist without drums, really. I don't think anybody's ever done that yet, have they? Had a hit dance hit club record that doesn't have any drums on it? Maybe Sophie, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, the principles there. I guess, I guess within a DJ set though, it would just feel like a really long breakdown, wouldn't it? <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> um, so the luxury item now. The luxury item is non-gear related. Uh, We're thinking, you know, often it's something that. People have moved. They've moved houses Mm. and studios. It's something that's always in their studio, or, or, you know, because it's we can upsell the dreams. It could be something ridiculous that you would love to have in your studio as a as a luxury item. Um, Yeah, tell us what's coming into your head straight away, and then we can. I mean, what's coming
2: into my head straight away is very boring, utilitarian, just like having a massive
0: screen. (laughs) But that's not really a luxury item. Oh, you can have that. That's included. That's that's like. Part okay. Of the computer setup. Okay. You're, you're allowed that. Yeah. And do you have a do you have a giant screen right now? Is that why you say that? I
2: I have t- a two screen setup, which is okay. Is okay, but I think having just a big wall of screen would be really cool. <laughs> um, like a, some kind of Wall Street guy. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> just a, a, just yeah. a different instance of a faceplant on every screen.
0: Just ah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, exactly. I mean, yeah, like like Will says though, um, things like that, like you know, you think? they they kind of come as part of the studio. We 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 you know that's kind of you need screens, you need a chair, you I'd need a desk. Include that all in. of that. Yeah. I mean,
2: something more personal, perhaps. Definitely a playground for my cat.
1: <laughs> ah, a cat playground. That is a good yeah. item.
2: Yeah, because I can't tell you the amount of times that my cat bothers me while I produce. <laughs> I would love for him to have a distraction. <laughs> to go and play
1: that's um, the new one gone. Yep.
2: <laughs> and also it would make for good um sound deadening yeah
1: there's big like so. those kind of m- scratching post maze kind of things where they've kind of like isn't it called a cat tree or did
2: i just make that up yeah yeah no a cat tree yeah, yeah. i think that's what it's called tree of but plants. i'd have a i'd have a giant one that covers the whole back wall that they could uh you know use it as a sort of gym yeah, and it would be
1: like acoustic treatment. You could get one that was slightly sort of modular where you could add different elements, put it oh, around yeah, the drum exactly. kit. Yeah. You could change things around, yeah. Actually, it might be quite exactly. terrifying if the cat's on there and then somebody
2: starts playing <laughs> drums, though, but, you know. I mean, yeah, respect to the cat if yeah. still, <laughs> it still still manages to stick around. So, yeah. Also, they are, are notoriously sound deadening <laughs> sound. Exactly, I would use use yeah. the cat so, as a. My cat's a pretty big cat. I think it could be used as a baffle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a moving baffle, constantly
2: yeah. moving baffle. baffle.
1: Baffle's a great name. For I cat, think that as well. yeah. it's a great name.
2: I'm gonna have to rename him.
1: Baffle, give me a baffle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Baffle's a nice name. Okay, so that's that's the that's the forever studio, Matt. Like, thanks so much for for coming on the show and and. And and Yeah, yeah. thank
0: entertaining this madness, frankly. <laughs>
1: entertaining this madness. And especially as as you weren't really prepared for it and we just were like, right, okay, this is what we're doing. Um so um you you've got some new music coming out though as well, um, right? Like what what what's coming up for you and uh, you know, it's been strange times, but there's there is still music yes, happening, right? Yes.
2: I've got an album coming out in October called Illusion of Depth And it's coming out on Gina Beats. It's um yeah, it's it, I made it before the pandemic when I was trying to make more dance floor orientated music. So it's very clubby, more clubby than my previous stuff, I'd say, um, which, yeah, works out great for now. Yeah. <laughs> <Really>? uh, well, <laughs> we can get
1: into it and get ready for when, when you know, when the virus has been tamed or something next year and we're probably all back into it. I mean, are you missing, are you missing being out? performing and that kind of stuff
2: i'm definitely missing playing music for people for sure but um i've also i'm also doing virtual events um in minecraft so okay. uh i i oh yeah so yeah I, this is something you've done for a long time not right? that long i mean a few months now but um i've been playing minecraft for a long time but um only started doing events recently and yeah they've been doing pretty well so it's it's not the same <laughs> it'll never be quite as invigorating but can i put a request in for you to build your forever studio in minecraft that would be nice oh yeah i've <laughs> i've already done that many times <laughs> just okay, pure yeah. boredom <laughs>
1: yeah. a minecraft cf cs80 sounds cool yeah yeah nice right well um that's that's my forever studio with matt zo thank you so much for joining us yeah thank, thank you me. for having me it
0: was, it was really fun <laughs> If you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you subscribe using your favourite podcasting app and give us a glowing review and a five-star rating. Joining us next time is ornithological dance icon Claude Von Stroke. Indeed. The Dirty Bird Records founder and gearhead will be specking up his Fantasy Forever studio. But what will he choose? Well, you'll have to tune in to find out. Thanks very much for listening and catch you next week.